and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. In 1678, a very, very popular book was first published, and that book has since been rivaled only by the Bible. It has been in continuous publication since 1678. It has been uh, published in over 200 different languages. What book is that? I'm talking about the Pilgrim's Progress, and that was written by John Bunyan. John Bunyan was a Puritan that was actually in an English prison. He was there for having church services that weren't sanctioned by the Church of England. In other words, he was being persecuted for his faith. And while he was in prison, he wrote this amazing book, Pilgrim's Progress. It's an allegory about the journey of a Christian from uh, the point of trusting Christ as his Lord and Savior all the way through to his ultimate homegoing. And it's a great book. If you've never read it, you can get copies of it. Uh, They're readily available, and I would really encourage you to, to do that. Well, you know, we are on a journey. We're on a journey through life. And the scriptures tell us in Psalm 90, verse 10, as for the days of our life, they contain 70 years, or if due to strength, 80 years. Yet their pride is but labor and sorrow, for soon it is gone and they fly away. Wow. Our lives are brief. James 4.14 says, Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Like steam out of a uh, pot on the stove. Uh, Up into the air it goes and then it's gone and our lives, our lifetime is being compared to, to that And even if our lives last 80 years, or even these days, 90 years, some people 100 years, wow, Uh, that seems like a long, long time to us, but it is a short, short time. I am in my 65th year, and I'm telling you, when I look around, I say, where did those years go? It's flying by, and uh, 15 years from now, I would be 80 Goodness gracious, life is quick. Life is brief. You know, uh, just like the patriarchs of old, you know, uh, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, those patriarchs of old, we are temporary travelers through this life. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 to 16 say. All these died in faith. It's talking about those patriarchs of old that I I just mentioned. Without receiving the promises. And these promises are covenantal promises that God made with them and said, uh, you're going to get a new land, another land. Uh, And it says they, they died without receiving those promises in their lifetime. But having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed, listen now, that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of the country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. God called them out of a country they were living in and said, I'm going to give you another country. By faith they went. But as it is, they desire a 
better country. What's that? That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Like the patriarchs of old, we are on a journey through life. We are temporary time travelers, traveling through time, traveling through time on our way to eternity, on our way to our permanent country of residence, a heavenly one. And so the, the, the Apostle Peter uh, wrote to a group of people that he called aliens. First Peter chapter 1, verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, and so he is writing to a group of people that he calls aliens. Aliens are uh, defined as sojourners, as people that are temporarily in another country, not their own, but they've kind of settled in. They've gotten used to the residence. Uh, they, they know people there. But these aliens were not only aliens in, in a physical, geographical sense, but they were aliens in the sense that I was just talking about. They were, they were temporary residents of earth itself because they are citizens of a heavenly country. That's the kind of aliens that, that Peter's talking to. Now, these aliens uh, that Peter's writing to, these Hebrews that are dispersed out uh, in various places, and, and, and specifically he's talking to a group of them that were in what is now modern-day Turkey. These aliens were under pressure they were under pressure for their faith. They were being uh, persecuted and beginning to be persecuted and living under some fear for their faith. Today in the United States of America and in other places like Africa, I have friends that may be listening to this now in Africa, uh, that, that we may or may not be facing some kind of, some level of persecution. I would say there are hot spots around the world where persecution is pretty intense and some people are losing their, many people are losing their lives or their freedoms. We don't experience that level of persecution here in the United States at this point in the game. But these people were scattered about the ones that Peter's writing to because of pers- persecution. And so they needed a reminder they needed some a good word. They needed a good word from Almighty God. And so God inspired Peter to write 1 Peter. And all through that short book, God is giving them encouragement and instructions about how to live as aliens, as strangers, as temporary residents on, on planet Earth. And here in chapter 1, Verses 3 through 13, Peter is reminding them of their permanent, enduring blessings. You see, everything else seemed to be temporary in their lives, including their journey here through earth. Uh, You know, you may be, uh, as you're living here, you may be putting down some pretty deep roots, and you may not have thought beyond this life and maybe you're uh, uh, gathering a bunch of material possessions and it, there's nothing wrong with having material possessions I don't want to sound like I'm anti uh, owning things I'm not but I want to tell you everything that you currently own right now will not be yours in a few years you're only temporarily holding on to those things I hope you understand that 
but Peter's saying to, to these uh, exiles, these aliens, these sojourners, he's saying there are some things that are permanent that you can hold on to, and I want to give you uh, some things here to encourage you. That's what Peter's saying to these aliens, and, and so these are things that I hope will encourage you today. As I'm making this video, we are right in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh, many of us have experienced for weeks now um, stay-at-home orders. We're kind of on a lockdown. Lie, our lives have been turned inside out, upside down. Our schedules, God just pushed the pause button on the world. He really did. And, and, uh, and things are way different than what we're used to. But I want to tell you who believe in Jesus Christ, who follow Christ, there are some, some things that we can anchor ourselves to, some permanent enduring blessings. And I want to just briefly mention them from this passage today. The first one is found in verse 3 of 1 Peter 1. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy, don't you like that? His great mercy. Mercy is not giving us what we deserve. We deserve punishment for our sin, eternal punishment for our sin, eternal separation from God. But according to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And there is our first blessing. We have been born again or born anew or born from above. John 3, 3, Jesus told that religious leader, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Now, um, Nicodemus understood, I'm sure, that he was talking about a spiritual birth. But uh, to, to be born a second time, how does that occur? Well, let me tell you, it occurs in a way just like the first birth occurred. You see, I was born 64 and a half years ago on November 6, 1955. I had absolutely nothing to do with that birth. I had nothing to do with my beginning, with my being brought into this world. That was all God and my parents. I had nothing to do with it. And in a sense, that second birth, that spiritual birth is, is very much the same. We are born from above. We are born not of our own will, but of the will of God. We've been chosen. We are a part of the remnant. We are a part of the elect that God is saving out of our miserable circumstances. And that, that and so the fact that we have a new birth, we're new people, and it was uh, God's doing. Even the faith that you had to believe was a gift from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 tells us that. Born again. Born from above. Born by the power of Almighty God. By the will of Almighty God. That's something that we can hold on to because when God does it, it's a, th it's a thing. It's a thing to hold on to. Well, there's a second thing here in verse 4 where he says, To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. I have a reservation. You have a reservation in heaven, an inheritance. You may have received an inheritance from a parent, a grandparent, someone here. And, and they're good. Inheritances can be good, but they're temporary and they don't last and they fade away. And they break and they rust and, 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 and they are spent. But let me tell you, we have a reservation in heaven that's a lasting reservation and it will not fade away. It, it will not be corrupted. That reservation of, of an inheritance, a permanent inheritance, 
in heaven uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, then the third thing is in verses 5 to 7. And it says, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Protection. We have protection in spite of trials around us. And there are all kinds of trials. And I may be talking to someone in Pakistan today that you're in danger. You're in danger because of your faith in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, they can destroy the body, but they can't touch your eternal salvation. You are protected The Word of God teaches us in John chapter 10. I'm going to read these verses. I want you to hear them. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. You are protected eternally by the power of Almighty God. The fourth thing is found in verse in verse uh, 8, and it is joy. Verse 8 says, And though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And though you do not see Him now, but believe in Him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. You see, we have joy, and that joy is not in our circumstances. That joy is in the person of Jesus Christ whom we love and believe in. Even though we haven't seen Him, John twenty twenty nine, Jesus says, You've seen Me and believe, talking to His disciples, but He said, Blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. And that's us. And we can have joy. Joy is a little different than just normal happiness. Happiness comes and goes based on good circumstances. But joy is there no matter what the circumstances are because it's rooted and grounded in a relationship with Jesus Christ. No one can take our joy away. The fifth thing is found in verse 9, and that is salvation. It says, obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls. I have been saved, I am being saved, and I will be saved. Philippians 1, 6, Paul said, being confident in this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ, to that last day. Our salvation is going to be completed. He saved us from the penalty of sin. He broke the power of sin in our lives. And one day He'll take us away from the presence of sin. We have obtained an eternal salvation. No one can take it away. So these five things are things that we can be assured is ours and ours forever. Things come and things go. Things change all the time. Something that doesn't change are these blessings of the Lord for those of us who are exiles, who are sojourners through this life. Let me just wrap up by encouraging you with verse 13, which says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Because you have all these blessings, keep a sober mind. Be ready to serve the Lord all the way up until the revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, fellow traveler, fellow sojourner, I pray that God has encouraged your heart with this precious word today from 1 Peter chapter 1. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.